Welcome to The Kitchen Table, a podcast produced by Anythink Libraries, where we share community stories and conversations to shine a light on personal and universal experiences. When people take a seat at the kitchen table, they're invited to join a friend, a family member, or even a stranger to make connections through conversation and story. Anythink Libraries is the public library that serves Adams County, Colorado, just north of Denver. We believe the library helps build community by creating opportunities for people to get to know each other, explore new ideas, and discover their passions. In this episode, we're joined by a group of friends who get together every month to talk and write at one another's kitchen tables. Evelyn, Diane, Karen, and Carolyn reflect on why they decided to start gathering, their process for writing, and some of their favorite authors and books. Take a listen. At the very beginning of um, our time together, I think it was 10 years ago, um, we first wanted to talk about how as women getting older, we were feeling more and more invisible. And I don't know how that made the leap to our deciding that we were going to start a writing group, but we wanted to talk about it and think about it and maybe not problem solve around that, but just deal with uh, somehow feeling like we're not seen anymore as we get older and older. And so that was sort of the beginning of the group. And at first, as I recall, the first meeting was at my house, and we um, actually thought about uh, critiquing each other's writing. Do you remember that? Vaguely, yeah. <laughs> I think I've tried not to think about that. Yeah. Part. <laughs> so for so we were going to we talked for a little while, then we were then we'd write about whatever topic seemed to surface as we talked, and then we'd read what to each other what we wrote, and then we thought, well, you know, we could improve our writing by critiquing, and that took away the safety element. So we that lasted like one session. <laughs> the critiquing part. And then we just never did that again. Right. But we do still respond. very comfortably respond and listen to each other. So, you know, the, as I had said it before we started recording, our process is really simple. We sit with coffee. We talk about whatever is on anybody's mind. Mm-hmm. And it may, we may stick with a topic or we may be all over the place. And at about the end of an hour, somebody will say, well, we really ought to go and write. And we might make a list of, okay, what were the things we were talking about this morning? And that becomes a prompt. Or maybe you have something else that you want to write about, and that's fine. We write for 20 minutes, and then everybody... By the timer. Yeah, by the timer. And then everybody <clears throat> reads. But it's not a critique. It's a response. Oh, yes, I had an experience like that. Or, wow, I never knew that about you. And it's very supportive. Yeah, It's very, it's very safe. Yeah. And we felt like it was cheaper than going to a psychiatrist. Much cheaper. <laughs> <laughs> Plus you have I in-house can, therapy. Right, right. We, we can vouch for that. We've gone through different people in our group. So, uh, and people stay as long as they feel comfortable or it feels a need or it's their kind of group. Um, we've had people join the group for one time, and it just wasn't for them because we didn't get down to writing. We talked for, you know, an hour before we wrote, and it was to them not a useful way, uh, not a good use of time. Mm-hmm. And one of our members passed away, so we went through her 
getting ill and declining and then dying. And right. I mean, we've gone through sort of a growth process as a group and as just people together. The different things that have happened in our lives with our children, our grandchildren, um, friends. Mm -hmm. And that becomes also a topic of, of something to write about. And that brings up another thing. Everything we write isn't comfortable. Some of it is painful. Yes. Some of it is painful about maybe our relationship with one of our children. And uh, do we get rid of that so that after we're dead, um, somebody's feelings won't be hurt? Yeah. So. Yeah. And yes, that's, that's an ongoing conundrum for me because I write every day on my own and then we have our, you know, twice every two weeks writing sessions, what do I do with all this paper? Part of me says, I can't bear to get rid of it. Because this is my life. Right. These this are my, is my memories. Life. These yeah. are my memories. But on the other hand, it's a heck of a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. And some of it very sensitive. Yeah. Yeah. Part of what we're doing today is kitchen table talk. Mm -hmm. And um, I thought about this when we were uh, thinking about joining this group, that there's so much that happens around one's kitchen table, at least in my childhood. Mm -hmm. And I am the oldest member of this group in terms of years, actually, <laughs> that my memories go back to um, World War II, sitting around the kitchen table oh and gosh. rationing and the funny meals my mom used to make because we couldn't have meat. And so there's a mm -hmm. whole lot that it drew from me mm -hmm. uh, that, uh, and all good. Mm -hmm. <laughs> all good. That's interesting because I wish I could tell you exactly who wrote this poem. It might have been Kim Adonisio. Um, makes the point that that is what we hope to have for memories of the kitchen. But if you think about it, the kitchen is the most violent room in the oh, house. Oh, wow. So oh, my that's goodness. That's where your knives You're and right. your meat pine pounders are. Yes. And you apply heat to things. Beat and that intrigues me a lot because unlike Evelyn's experience in memory, and bear with me, because the three of you have heard this story, but our, our new listeners might appreciate it. My first memory of kitchen was in my maternal grandmother's farm kitchen. And my Uncle George had returned from the Bataan Death March. Oh, my goodness. So having oh been goodness. literally starved for oh. so long, food was absolutely yes. a focus for him when he got home. And my grandmother made great lemon meringue pies. So I was about four. I lived there on the farm with my grandmother. And Uncle George had an old car. I don't know if it was a Model A or a Model T, because I never quite understood that. But he had parked it in front of the, the farmhouse, and he was going in to eat his lunch. And he, the last thing he said to me was, Karen, stay out of the car. <laughs> Wrong thing to Which say. was an invitation to get in the car. To a four-year-old to get in the car. Go try and it. And somehow, I managed to release the brake. And there was a slight slope to our property. 
And the car started to move, and I got out, of course, because I wasn't supposed to be in there in the first place. And I rushed into the kitchen, and George was eating pie. And Oops. I thought, oh, I can't disturb Uncle George <laughs> while he's eating. So I very patiently waited for George to finish his piece of pie. And then I said, George, the car's running down the driveway. <laughs> and everybody in the family said they had never seen George move so fast in his life. And by the time he got out there, the car was already at the very bottom of the hay field up against a stone wall. So that's oh, one of my wow. kitchen memories. Um, oh my yeah, gosh. Yeah. Uh, and another prompt that will get this group going okay. is your favorite author because you talked about reading while you're eating. Oh yeah. Yeah. And it's whoever I'm reading at the time. Yeah, right. I'm I know. reading my it's Ursula Le Guin oh. and Alexander McCall Smith. Oh, I love him. Mm, yeah. And they couldn't be further apart. Yeah, yeah no kidding. <laughs> but how fun. Yeah. 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 I read my National Geographics because the, the magazine will lie down flat. My books don't always lie down flat. Oh, <laughs> you need to ask somebody for one of those things. I think it's called a book sap. Yeah, and it's, it's a, a weighted. It's a weighted. Yeah, it's a weighted black leather thing, and it holds your book oh. open while you eat. Oh, well, I'll have what to investigate. That? Oh, I was going to say yesterday. I read a. Sh um, I don't know what you'd call it—a reflection or. Um, it, well, it was from the New Yorker, so it's an article by David Sedaris. Oh, how much good. fun he is yes. to read. Was it his year? It, it, it was, no, was about David his Mary. father, and it was about various things, mm -hmm. but it featured his father's, you know, decline. Decline. I mm. hate to say the word decline, but that's, that's actually what it is. Yeah. 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 And just what it feels like to go through that with your parent or with mm. anybody. Right. And he's. Well, David Sedaris, he's just he's funny and touching at the same time. Right. And just so powerful. Right. Good yeah. one. Good one. Yeah. Yeah, I would always be able to say my favorite author was Jane Austen because I think I was born in the wrong century for sure. <laughs> but then I love Louise Penny and some other female writers that mm -hmm. I love yeah. the, the way they can weave a story through half a dozen books about the same characters and, mm -hmm. and that I have grown to love and know the characters. Right. Mm -hmm. Is Penny on, her, is this her 11th book, the newest oh, one that just yes. came out? Yeah. Easily, although yeah. there are books that are not part of that series that we both love. <laughs> yeah. 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 About you, favorite author? Oh, I have many favorites. <laughs> Actually, Focus. Wait. Yeah, focus, Carolyn. Um, Forced choice. <laughs> No, I'm sorry, I can't go there. I just, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I love Dan Brown's book, Da Vinci Code, because mm -hmm. I love all the mystery and then how um, a lot of what he has in there is fairly accurate. And I, I just love mystery and trying to solve puzzles. And, and it has to do with the British Isles, and we all know yeah. how you feel about that. I'm a Celtophile. <laughs> yeah, unabashed Celtophile, totally, yeah. Love yeah, anything yeah. that has to do with Celts. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, but back on this side of the ocean, um, I love Margaret Cole, her mysteries. Um, and she's, she's a Colorado. Right. Colorado. She lives in Boulder. And she's got the whole, um, oh, it's been a while since I've read the, the last book, but um, the priest, and I can't remember his name, Father, and, and Vicky, and they're always trying to solve mysteries. and. I like to try and solve it before, before the author tells me. Yeah. I have trouble differentiating between 
books I read to my children and what I remember as a childhood mm -hmm. favorite mm -hmm. for me. I remember having both uh, Grimm's and Anderson's fairy tales, and I don't mm -hmm. recommend Grimm's for children so much, but um, I, things I read to my children, they still love, like <laughs> Ferdinand the Bull, and they pass those on mm -hmm. to their kids. Mm -hmm. I mean, there were it things we read at night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. How fun. I had a book, oh, go ahead, Karen. No, no, you, you I go. had a book when I was, let's see, that was, in Whittier, the Los Angeles area. I always knew how old I was by where we lived. <laughs> right. So that was upper elementary school and junior high. There was a book called The Family Nobody Wanted. I do not mm. remember the author. And it was about a couple, I read it three times because I was so identified with it. Um, the, it's, it's, it's a nonfiction and the, it was a couple and they had a, a biological child, but then the couple decided they would adopt. They had, you know, crossed paths with various children and circumstances, uh, handicapped, mixed race, uh, whatever, and I think they had like 10 or 12 children altogether. And I was just so impressed with how this family just took in all kinds of people. What was the name of this? The family that nobody, nobody wanted. wanted. Yeah. Have they not made a film of that? It I seems have like no it. idea. Yeah. No idea. It's a vague memory. But I don't remember that title. But I do remember that idea. Nobody yeah. wanted, yeah. Yeah. and I I devoured that story. You know, being physically yeah. handicapped yeah. My, myself with two artificial legs and cute little hands, I just thought, wow. People can. Somebody gets it. Somebody gets it. Yeah. You know, you can yeah. embrace yeah. this. Yeah. yeah, what was your childhood Well, um, I was jotting down. Um, there was a book. There was there were this, these series of horse books, you know, like oh. fifth grade girls love horses. My yes. friend uh, Flicker. Yeah, my friend Flicker. <laughs> Thunderhead. Those, I wrote down Thunderhead. Of my course, friend Flicker. of course. And then the fairy I once tales. owned a horse, so I, I, I'm into the horse yeah, thing. Yeah, she's a horse person. Old Yeller. Oh, I cried yeah, so I read much. it, but yeah. it wasn't about horses. So yeah. It wasn't <laughs> and, and the Black Stallion series. Yeah, Black yeah. Stallion. Secret yeah. Garden. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, mine are just so completely traditional. Secret Garden. And Little Women. I, oh, no. I wasn't as impressed okay. with Little Men for some reason. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, she was just trying to be. None fair. of us are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you might not want to record that. <laughs> Yeah. This has been such fun. Yeah. I'm glad we did it. And me too. And we get to meet two weeks from now. Exactly. <laughs> and talk this over. So yes. Although it says that Bonnie's not here, ah. so we're meeting someplace else, I'm thinking. Okay. Probably around her kitchen table. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It sounds good yeah. to me. So two weeks, it's Bonnie's house, right? Bonnie's well, well, uh, well actually, no, oh, maybe right. not. She, oh. 16th, it says writing. And it doesn't say Bonnie's not here, but I think it another, maybe it's another. Oh, I'm not. That's October. <laughs> that won't work. <laughs> no. no. January. Anyway, we'll figure that out. Right. We'll figure that out. Yeah. But. Yeah. Thanks, yeah. anything. That was Evelyn, Diane, Karen, and Carolyn, recorded in January of 2019 at Anything Right Farms in Thornton, Colorado. Hear more stories like this in other episodes of The Kitchen Table, which you can find on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Find out more about The Kitchen Table and Anything by visiting anythinklibraries.org. 
If you enjoyed this episode, let us know. Email us at ithink at anythinklibraries.org or say hello on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thanks for listening.